All right, people, let's continue. We've got a time schedule, man. Let's get on. Okay, it's great to have all of you here to talk about something really, really exciting and pretty a paradigm shift of what we're going to do for the music industry. My name is Antti Silventoinen, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Music Kickup. I'm a 15-year award-winning strategic planner and designer with an experience of over 15 years. I've been working with some of the world's largest brands, such as Mercedes-Benz and Nokia. Also, I'm a lifelong musician. I was in the National Opera for a year as a tenor. I've played over 2,000 live shows with my band, owned an independent record label, producer, studio engineer, and these two colliding worlds have allowed us to build a product called Music Kickup. I'll run it through quickly and then I'll go into the main topic, which is free digital distribution. Music Kickup is the first cloud-based A&R and record label. It's built to help musicians know where to do be, who to talk to, and on what terms. So we've built a global infrastructure of legal network, financial network, and business connections, making sure that no matter what happens, we can have the musician covered. We were soft launched for beta on July 15th, and currently we're working with over 1,000 artists from over 80 countries. What we've done in the last couple of months We've actually helped our artists, and these are things that aren't actually things that we go to companies, for instance, to get opportunities. These are real, live, working, traction-based things. So we've got sponsors. We've got a band working with Coca-Cola. We've got a band working with one of the largest betting companies in the world. We've done tour production for bands. China Showcase, which is cool. We've had a band break the Chinese market. They sold over 15,000 albums already. We've done stadium shows. We've given a lot of legal help. The legal team actually has free help for every musician that's in our, in our platform. We've given a lot of market analysis. We've found teams to bands, and we've collaborated tons and distributed content, created marketing campaigns. So that's a lot of stuff that we've done with Music Kickup Records and our artists. But today, I'm super happy to announce that we're going to do an SF Music Tech 2013 announced kick distribution. And what Kick Distribution is, it is the first 100% free digital distribution platform that has all the major music stores connected. There's absolutely no costs involved, no royalty takes, nothing. It's 100% free and in unlimited amounts. So it's a paradigm shift on how people push content to the industry. Before I go into why we want to do this. I want to settle it down for a while. If you think about these stores and what you have within them, we actually have been able to connect to these stores in a level that's beyond what anyone's done before. For instance, our connection to iTunes is the fastest in the industry. So before I go even deeper into what we're talking, I want to explain what digital distribution is. Digital distribution is, is, is essentially managing. You're managing the authenticity of the content, you're managing the integrity of the content, you're putting on metadata that you can then connect to the services, and you're managing the ingestion feedback loop. So you're pushing content to the services and you're taking the results, sales reports, and you're kind of managing that. And the big number I want to focus your eyes on is this. Why we need to change distribution free. 500 million USD is a low estimate of the amount of money we pay annually on a global scale outside the industry for third-party digital distribution aggregators. This money is bleed money. 
it does not return to the industry, it does not return to the productions that we have. And because we work in a finite amount of money in the industry, this is a really bad thing. So every year, we have to learn to make that 500 million gap from consumers because this money is not returning back. So what we want to do is talk, what if we had this 500 million and we could use it to do better production? We could use it to do better A&R. We could use it to do better services. We could use it to build better tours, advanced artists. That's a lot of money. An estimate for studio productions is that there's $25 million a year spent on studios. So if we even spent 10% of that, we'd double the amount of money that studios could generate by revenue. So that's a lot of money that has a really poor return on invest because it does not return any invest money. You're just paying a company to manage your product and it absolutely returns you no money. When you go to an artist level, things become even more bleak. The reality is that most artists in the long tail have an annual budget about $200. It's that little. So if you look at what they pay currently, they pay over 50% of their annual budget money into stores and different services that do not return anything back. This money is just hanging around. It does nothing for their business. And sad to say, most of that money is also into D2F services because the truth is, there's no point of having widgets if no one's gonna watch you. No one's gonna hear you scream on the internet if no one's next to you. Because success is a threefold thing. Everyone knows how success is built. The traditional way is to look, you know, have a great team. What can a team bring to the table? The team is, of course, essential. People make people successful. They're not businesses or algorithms like we were talking just before. And good music makes people successful. But the one thing that a lot of people forget when they're looking at this success story is, in today's modern world, what you need is numbers. You need analytics on where to perform, where is the market segment you could penetrate, where could you actually have potential listeners beyond your local markets. And this is super important because we have to understand that local markets are super saturated. This saturation is a real problem and you have to kind of look beyond the scope of your local market area, and to do this, you need great numbers. You need great tools to look at these numbers, and you need a good team to make sure that you can work it. So it's possible to do a global business scale. We need to move away from local businesses into global businesses when we talk about music and the way music is being consumed and created. But with globality comes a really complicated thing, legal issues. So when you look at legal issues globally, it's easy to say that let's do global business, but the reality is different. So that's where companies such as Music Cookup come along because we've built that local legal infrastructure already in place. So everyone who's working within our system is already covered for all global interactions that they could. We've, we've made sure that the partnership levels are there, the different type of copyright organizations are managed um, throughout different continents and we've made sure that everything is in place. So I wanna give you an example of what this type of single aggregated content can provide. PROs have been a hot topic for the last 20, 20 years at least, if not forever since they were in, in business. And of course, one of the complexities is that they're super important for musicians. They're absolutely necessary for some. Some make their entire living out of copyright organizations. But, of course, for today, it's complex because the contract actually is your entire catalog. 
So you're not able to, you either go to a PRO and you have your catalog under them, or then you don't go. So you have like services like Jamendo that are important for a lot of musicians to you know, synchronize and license their music, but you can't have content over there that's copyright protected with organizations. So what we've been able to do is, because we're a representation company with a lot of background, we've walked into NCB, which is the Nordic Copyright Bureau, and we told them that we want to create an independent PRO contract, something that is track-based. So an artist can actually just put that single track that has traction on a PRO and take it off when it doesn't. So they can exploit it more freely as they do. And I'm happy to say that in January, we're going to start running our first tests with this. And it's a paradigm shift again. But what it allows us to do is, again, returning to free digital distribution, having that power of control when you talk to governments, when you talk to different organizations, when you look at how you want to benefit the industry, you need to see that this can actually provide substantial change. We can reinvest the cost that we were normally putting on just nothing, that we were bleeding out of the system back into the production. We can engage in brand new ways that we've never done before. Like I said, um, for instance, on Music Kickup, we have the world's fastest delivery to iTunes. We're talking minutes. Um, it changes from three to 12 minutes usually when it's online. So we've had bands play live shows and come up back on stage 15 minutes after that live show and say that tonight is available on iTunes now. And they've given away download codes that evening. And again, because there's no paywall, there's nothing uh, not using them. Because of course, if you'd pay $60 from a $100 live show, that official bootleg wouldn't make that much sense again. But for them to have this instant delivery mechanism, which is 100% free, it's changed the way that they communicate with their fans. They push, instead of putting content on SoundCloud or on different fragmented services, they start integrating their demos as part of their entire catalog. And this is super important because we're talking about unified data. Unified data allows the bands, every play that they have, to merge into one. And the difference is that once you get these plays, you actually get traction. The discovery engines of these um, different um, services, such as Spotify, rely on all plays that your music does. They don't rely only on a single play count. So you need to generate a lot of content and a lot of plays, especially if you're in the long tail, to be ever a part of these discovery engines. So instead of fragmenting your music around the web, you should start focusing where your music is being consumed, who's consuming it, and, and at what time, and start engaging through these official platforms. And it's important, again, through PRO sense, because PROs control how much music you can actually put online as full songs. So normally you can put one song, and then you can have snippets. But when you have all your content on official channels, you can actually put your entire catalog on your web page um, with no problems. So it's basically a set of rules with one ruler. The content owner is king and becomes king once again. So this essentially shows that free digital distribution is not only necessary, it's the next step. And especially when combining it with world-class analytics, good teams, good service, we can actually change the way the infrastructure is built today and build a whole new medium for musicians. Release that $500 million back into the system to create better content. 
So that's pretty much what I wanted to tell you today so we can move on to Q&As. Yes? I think you've got a great idea here, and I understand that a lot of up-and-coming musicians are really struggling with getting their music out there. One of the things you mentioned was the, uh, the long tail in terms of artists. I mean, how, how big is that? Or how many artists do you see like, entering that long tail? Well, if you look at what IFB says is that there's 1.2 billion artists in the world. And, you know, 1.2 billion and you have maybe tens of thousands of successful artists, so that long tail is hugely long. Of course, those billions of artists aren't very active. But if you look at the active part, you're looking maybe at least uh, ninefold, tenfold size um, compared to the professional and very, in somewhat moderately successful musicians. Any other questions? We're currently launching it, but we're not talking about specific launch platforms. The technology is in place using Music Kickup's standard service. So Kickup distribution is going to be added onto it. So uh, what's in it for you, right? Nothing. Like, what, do you, what do you get out of free digital music distribution? For us, the yeah. biggest part is releasing that $500 million and connecting because we have our Music Kickup artist segment that we use, which is filled with analytics, which is filled with these great legal tools and platforms to do global business. And this is a subscription model of $99 a year. So in between the product that we sell them, that's the 99 business dollars a year, we have this free model of distribution, which is super important because it allows everything to kind of tie in together and manage that content. So for us, absolutely nothing is in the distribution itself, but it's an important user base then to kind of promote the um, Kick Artist platform. So it's a lead generation tool. Yes, you. absolutely. Yes? It's, it's included in $99 no, per no, year. No, no, no. If you're a kick artist, mm -hmm. it's included, but we're announcing kick distribution, which is a free distribution service that's oh. going to be added on top. So that's going to be free forever. And how do you cover your costs? We cover the cost with the basic product. But if they, if, if they don't pay for the $99, so they're just opting into your free distribution, right? Because it's a um, separate product. We're, we're, currently, we're currently very comfortably sitting where we are financially, so we don't actually incur any costs from this distribution product. I don't because, understand how that um, works. There's obviously a cost. No, because, no, not really. Because Yeah, there is. I know so. No, no. Because I know so because no, I do no, this for a living. No, no, no. Let, let me explain. Okay. We, don't, we don't store any of the content on local NAS servers or anything. We don't have to pay any of that you know, holding content over there. We have already, everything that we do is based around cloud labels and different cloud technologies that we do. So for instance, we have an unlimited cloud storage that we pay and we use it with five different services that we own. So Music Kickup Records is only one of the products that Music Kickup owns. We have four other products that are generating money that are also into different product segments of the entire industry. So this part of the industry is paying for those servers already. So this service is actually just a side edge that we actually don't distribution, such as uh, quality control, making sure there isn't fraud, making sure you're not uploading Yeah, but these are, these are, again, part of the normal circulation of what Music Kickup Records does with its kick artists. So these right, but if that's, these if that's only if they're are, opting in into your $99 service, yeah. but if they're just doing the free service, that's not included, and they're still, you still have to cover yeah, they're your all, costs. They're, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What's happening is okay. that, you know, the Music Kickup artist segment is larger, you know? So, I mean, if you look at how free can be free, it means that you need to incur the cost structure somewhere else. That's what you're doing. So, for instance, if you look how normal standard industries work, you have free models everywhere where you do. You incur the cost somewhere else. And you need to do the products where you incur those costs well enough that you know that you can cover them. 
And for instance, I mean the server costs for the distribution part for about 100,000 artists for us, um, I'm gonna be very straight with this, is about only about $8,500 annually. So that's not a lot of money because as I said, everything's running on clouds. And we're built on our proprietary platform called Zap, which is self-scaling, self-healing, and which is why we're selling it also as a technology to other companies. So we don't need to ask money for this because it really does not cost us. We already incur those costs into other products that we sell, and this allows us to actually have a free, free model. Come talk to me in about eight months when you're actually doing it, and I don't see there's no costs. Yeah, we're actually doing it. We released 350 albums last week. You know, no cost. You know, that's, that's the reality. We've been there. We've been working for two years already. We were in private beta for over a year with over 10,000 artists applying to the private beta. And now we've been working with that public momentum with about over 100,000 uh, artists from over 80 countries. And we're not even hitting the limit of cost structure. So it's good design. And this is going to be live maybe in a month or two. So then you can go there and try it out. But you can go and try it out now. Just register into being a music kick-up artist. You need to have a band that's active to be able to be a kick-up artist. But you can try it out. It takes about 12 minutes to get your songs to iTunes. This was pretty cool. I was talking um, two weeks ago in Sweden. And I did on stage demo putting a song on iTunes. We had guys from Consolidated Independent going like, you can't put content on iTunes in less than 24 hours. And I said, I'll bet you guys. So we did the thing, I did the demo on stage. 12 minutes later, we got a link back into the service saying that here's your song on iTunes, please go and play. So that's the reality, yes? Oh hey, so if there's no barrier to entry because there's no cost and anybody can do basically upload anything, how do you prevent people from uploading There's of course a verification, verification process when you enter the service. It doesn't cost anything, but we verify you as an artist. Okay. It's the same verification that we use for every, every artist that come into the service as being a kick artist. This is to make sure that, of course, when people are drunk, they don't fart in their phone and just release <laughs> 10 fart songs, you know? <laughs> it's going to be a new music genre. Yeah, yeah, it could, it could be the fartification of music. <laughs> but, but this is, like I said, this is a massive paradigm shift. Of course, it's going to incur friction. That's natural. This is a lot of money, like I said, $500 million. And when you look at the entire turnover that the industry does, that's in billions of dollars. So it's not an industry that wants to die away, but it's an industry that needs to die away. I know that other companies are going to follow suit, and we're going to see more companies trying to enter the market where we are. The biggest thing is that it's really a complicated set of contracts and a complicated set of tools that you do these. So that's why. I'm super happy today to be here at SF Music Tech to talk, you, to talk to you about this. Because if you look today and forward from here, this has been something that has cost money forever. Since the beginning, there's always been someone in between saying that, please give me money to put this CD or vinyl or C cassette from point A to point B. And we're kind of destroying that market now. Yes? Hi. Sorry, I just arrived yeah. 10 minutes ago. Did you also talk about the other delivery points apart from iTunes? I actually have a good hat on CI as well. I've been there for 10 years. Yeah. So I know that. Yeah, yeah. Spoke. So I won't talk about the operation aspect, but about the legal. You're the one who's signing the deals with the platforms, no? Yeah, yeah. So, for example, uh, you're doing iTunes, but you're going to be doing 
Yeah, we have um, iTunes, Google, Deezer, Spotify, Amazon, Seven Digital. So you have um, a deal with yeah, Amazon yeah, and you'll be expanding. So you'll be like an aggregator and a TuneCore like at the same time. So you, yeah, you, you're going to be expanding on the actual. Yeah, but we're not going to be looking to do like 40 plus stores. I don't see any. Well, point not in anymore, that. maybe. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, if, if you look at the market, how it actually needs to go, as I was presenting previously, unfortunately, you didn't see it. It was about analytics and you know pinpointing where you should play your music, pinpointing where mm -hmm. you should actually have listeners instead of spreading it really fragmented everywhere. Because it's not about shooting with a shotgun. You'd rather have a BB gun if you want to really sell music. Okay. So in the end, you do have cost anyway, because if in, even if they're not technical because of what you're saying here, you, you are signing deals with the platforms and you have some legal team to actually do those deals. Yeah. Maybe you go with Merlin, or there's there's some kind of administration yeah. involved reporting. Yeah. So there are costs but apart again, from the cloud server. Yeah, but this is again, like I said, um, all these costs are incurred into the other product that we're doing, and it's already a comfortable product that's doing great, and we're having great traction on that product. So we actually incur all these costs that are we would do this. Uh, like I said, all the contracts are in place, all the technology is in place. You can already distribute within a kick artist without any paywalls, as much as content as you want into all these services as fast as I was talking. So everything's in place. What we're actually just doing is building a new market segment, releasing that lot amount of money that we're bleeding away from the industry annually back into the industry by saying, let's turn this free. It actually can be free. We've made it, we've measured it, we've tested it. It can be free, let's work it. Okay. So this is kind of where it goes. Just a small correction about this thing about consolidated dependent 24 hours. I think the delivery is actually quite, I mean. I, yeah, the delivery, I, I was but there was the, a manual. I was running manual, the operation yeah. for. Yeah, there's a manual, but you put but like the all fact, the fact, the fact is that Exactly, the fact is that you can deliver immediately into iTunes and it can go into the kind of pending, but there is, as he was mentioning, there's a QA process and actually some companies, it may take 24 or 42 hours. Yeah, they can absolutely. be blocked or it can be immediate. So it's not about the technology yeah, itself. It's yeah. also what happens with it, the polishing. It depends on, yeah, absolutely. So if your artists don't you do agree. proper data, yeah. then it might be difficult. Yeah, I'm not saying that CI is bad. Like I was talking with, I want to say, say one thing about CI. We were talking about overhead. I mean, this is a contract that we're probably going to do with them is like if for some reason our service was killing it and being too hot, we're going to put the overhead to CI because that's going to allow it to run and then pull it off. So again, it's about merging. Yes. Are you uh, going to be conforming to either current or emerging metadata standards, like with DDEX? We work with DDEX, but the problem is that these services don't work with DDEX. Deezer is the only one out there that actually works with the standardized DDEX. DDEX is a delivery standardized format to put metadata into the songs, and Deezer is the only one that uses an up-to-date. Google's using like a dated version from three, four years ago, and Spotify has a proprietary one. Apple has a proprietary one. Apple uses the grid system. So it's, there's a lot of these systems that you need to build into it, but like I said, these costs have already been built. Because Which, they but you're tackling in. all those, it yeah, sounds yeah, like, at some yeah. level. They're not too hard. I mean, and we run automated everything. So there's not a single strand of metadata that anyone writes by hand because the artists fill, when they come into the service, they fill most of the details out and the, the machine can actually produce well-written all to these different services and deliver them on sales time. Reporting, sales reporting, yeah, everything. The takedowns are actually super easy. I don't know why these services often have like really crappy takedowns, like there's a month time to take your content down. The reality is that you just send one <coughs> initial message to these services and they'll take it down. It doesn't take that much time. Again, this is something that, you know, a lot of companies, when they build their business model around distribution, 
they have to incur different ways of looking at it. But when our business model is not about distribution, our business model is about this artist world where we want to build a community of artists that can work together in a global medium, distribution is a tool for them. It's not a business platform for us. So this is why there is a massive change of interest in how you do it. And I, I think that that's all that we could have time for. Question, One last question, maybe, if you want to have. Does anyone have? Um, otherwise, let's thank Auntie for his time. All right. Thank you. Thank you.